It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. OTAs are done and the Falcons 90-man roster is set for training camp. Which Falcons have the inside track to make that final 53 roster later this summer? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, and, of course, the very humble host of this illustrious Lockdown Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order and everyone we thank each and every one of you that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen each and every day follow in the footsteps of the everydayers by subscribing or following for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts so today's episode we're going to do that boring thing that only a handful of you roster nerds uh are into uh, we're going to talk about, you know, who winds up being on the Falcons 53 man roster. I'll give you sort of my current, uh, thoughts on that 53 man group. We'll probably do another update when we get to training camp, but this is kind of where I currently stand on who I think, uh, will make the Falcons 53 man roster. We'll break down the offense. We'll break down the defense. And then later in the episode, we'll answer a couple of, uh, listener questions that were sent via email. One is a Kyle Pitts conspiracy theory about, you know, the, his knee, issue and the other one was hey maybe scotty miller's sort of uh, a secret weapon that the falcons and x factor that the falcons can utilize this upcoming season so we'll get into that guys but as i said at the top of the episode i said you know oh the roster is set for training camp that's not 100 true because last summer we saw the falcons in the weeks that roughly what four to six weeks between the end of mandatory mini camp in mid-june uh and the start of training camp in, in late july uh we did see the falcons make some roster moves during that period of time they did bring in bradley pinion 
uh, the punter during that time. They did uh, wind up signing Eddie Goldman, who didn't, you know, stick, you know, up to training camp. Uh, and then you go the previous summer, the Falcons did make some roster moves uh, right, you know, in the days leading up to training camp, like bringing in Jason Spriggs to be that swing tackle. Uh, but I think this summer we're probably less likely to see the Falcons make any roster moves unless, you know, I don't know, so a certain wide receiver for the New York Jets by the name of Corey Davis becomes available between in the next month or so, which is probably not going to happen. And, you know, another interesting tidbit is uh, Josh Kendall of The Athletic, our, our good friend here on this podcast, you know, did a, his own 90-man roster breakdown on The Athletic uh, earlier this week and kind of put all the 90 players in four different buckets or categories, uh, which were roster locks, the guys that look good in terms of have a pretty high chance of being on the roster and or the practice squad, uh, guys that are less certain. So those, you know, quote unquote bubble players and then the long shots. And what was notable is like five of the players that I'm going to project to make the roster on today's episode were listed by Josh Kendo as long shots. So I might have to, uh, you know, uh, send Josh a text uh, in the coming days and weeks to, to get the load down on that. But uh, we'll just sort of see. Um, but let's, uh, you know, up our graphics game here on uh, this illustrious podcast and, and look at, you know, the depth chart for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, I'll just quickly go through who I'm projecting. And if I have any other additional tidbits uh, that need some further context, we'll, we'll break that down. But, you know, I have the Falcons having two quarterbacks making the roster. That's Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Uh, you know, I think Logan Woodside's probably a good bet to be on the practice squad as that scout team quarterback this upcoming season. Uh, I have the Falcons projected to keep four running backs. Uh, that is B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, and of course the incomparable Keith Smith at the fullback position. I'm currently assuming that Caleb Huntley will start camp on the PUP, the physically unable to perform list, uh, and will be essentially treated like a redshirt injury year, an IR type of season where he'll miss most, if not uh, all of this upcoming season, recovering from that Achilles tear. But we'll just sort of have to see. We just have to wait and see what the Falcons do with his status when training camp uh, opens next month. And, you know, that will open up the door for a, another running back to make the practice squad. And presumably that would be Carlos Washington, who's the only current guy uh, in the, in on the roster other than Caleb Huntley. Uh, and then, you know, Clint Rakovich at the fullback position, I think is a good bet to make the, the uh, practice squad as well. I got five receivers projected to make the roster. That's Drake London, uh, Scotty Miller, Mac Hollins, Kadero Hodge. And the last spot I currently am giving to Josh Ali just because, uh, you know, Ali has those return skills. I thought it was notable that he worked his way onto the roster at the end of last season for those final two games. He was listed by Josh Kendo as one of those roster long shots. You know, right at this point, the wide receiver five position that I have Josh Ali sticking on. It's pretty much wide open. It's a toss-up heading into training camp. You can basically put all the names in the hat, pick one out of the hat, and, and you're just as likely to get that one right uh, as I am. Um, and it's a similar strategy with who I'm projecting to make the Falcons practice squad. Those are guys like uh, Chris Blair, Keelan Harris, and Slade Bolden. Um, I am currently projecting the Frank Darby experience to sort of come to its end, run its course uh, later this summer, but we'll just sort of have to see about that. And obviously, you know, this last spot at the wide receiver position is, you know, potentially where the Falcons can make an addition like a, you know, Corey Davis or, you know, some other wide receiver like a Hunter Renfro or who, you know, whoever else, you know, you guys may be uh, thinking about. But uh, let's talk about the tight end position. You know, no surprises there. Four tight ends making the roster 
for me, Kyle Pitts, John o. Smith, Parker Hesse, and, and, and John Fitzpatrick. I, you know, I think Felipe Franks will stick around for another year, but probably more likely on the practice squad than on the roster. Um, and, you know, the nine offensive linemen I'm projecting for the Falcons to make this roster this year are Jake Matthews, Matthew Bergeron, Chris, Drew Dahlman. I keep calling him Chris because his dad's name is Chris. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, Matt Hennessy. And then the last spots, I got Jalen Mayfield, Javon Gwynn, and I'm projecting right now that swing tackle to be Joshua Miles, but it's similar to the wide receiver position. It's kind of a toss-up at this point in time between him, Tyler Vrabel, Barry Wesley, Ethan Greenidge. We talked earlier on the podcast earlier this month speculating about the potential of you know pursuing you know, one of the backups in Miami on the, at the tackle position or potentially elsewhere. So this is a position that I, I do think has a higher than average probability that between now and the start of the regular season, we may see the Falcons bring in a new swing tackle. I was kind of on the fence with Jalen Mayfield versus Ethan Greenidge, but ultimately I think Jalen Mayfield's draft status will give him the edge. Therefore I put Ethan Greenidge on the practice squad. I also throw Justin Schaefer uh, currently on the practice squad and, Again, looking at Josh Kendall's roster breakdown, he had Javon Gwynn and um, uh, Joshua Miles both as long shots to make the roster. And he did mention Ryan Newsel as a quote unquote looks good guy, along with uh, uh, Jonathan Harrison and Justin Schaefer and, and Kyle Hinton in the less certain category. So uh, at least based off of Josh um, Kindle's analysis, you know, those guys have a better chance of making the roster than Javon Gwynn or, or Joshua Miles does, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, you know, part of my, you know, the practice squad stuff on today's episode, you know, it, probably when we do it later this summer, I'll probably have completely different players. And, and really what I was doing is basically like, there's not that much continuity on the practice squad year to year, right? There's a lot of turnover at that spot. And so basically a lot of the players I wound up picking were players that are, you know, different guys. And so I was just basically like, okay, well, they're probably not just going to keep the same exact practice 12 out of the, you know, 16 guys, you know, that were on the practice squad last year probably won't be stuck around. There'll probably be 12 new guys and maybe four out of those 16 guys will be old guys on the practice squad. So that's sort of the thought process in the practice squad. Don't spend too much time uh, uh, thinking about it. So it's just more, literally picking names out of hat uh, in that regard. But we'll continue this conversation talking about the 26 players. I think the Falcons will keep on defense. If you did the math while I was talking, 24 players on offense. And we'll break down those 26 players and, uh, you know, who are some of the guys on the bubble and similar to what Jalen Mayfield and Frank Darby, you know, which, you know, potential 2021 draft picks uh, may also be on the bubble for this defense as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. But first, guys, I want to tell you about Bird Dogs who provide super comfortable pants, shorts, and sweats, and their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you that truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restrictive cotton, and Bird Dogs invented a cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement, and they also use that anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, and of course, you'll need that this summer as that Georgia heat is, you know, no joke. And if you want to be standing out there checking out all these players as they 
make uh, their bids to make the roster at training camp this summer. You know, you want to be able to stand there and, and show off that you've been not skipping leg day. And of course, Bird Dogs is the perfect uh, sweats or shorts for you. I, I got some. I love the built in liners that they also provide because they keep everything nice, snug and cozy. And guys, I mean everything nice, snug and cozy. So try them yourself by going to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't. This locked on podcast is brought to you by home chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest. I haven't been consistent. That is until I found home chef home chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Want to take your bird dogs off? We promise you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So continuing today's episode, breaking down the Falcons 53-man roster projection at this point in time, which will probably change in a couple of weeks uh and then change probably thereafter in a couple of weeks but i like to pride myself on you know having that 90 plus percent hit rate you know weeks out and and usually i might tweak one or two spots here or there over the course of the next couple of months uh but probably won't do too many wholesale changes although maybe again josh kindle has some insights into uh this thing that i i don't necessarily but talking about the falcons defense i project the falcons to keep 26 defensive players of course three special teams players uh that we'll talk about later but you know five of those 26 defensive players are defensive linemen and we kind of just lumped the defensive linemen and edge rushers into one big group again. You know, for years we kind of separated those guys uh, because of the three, four stuff, but now we'll just kind of lump them in. But you know, the five defensive linemen, Calais Campbell, Grady Jarrett, David Onyemata, Taquan Graham, Eddie Golden, the five edge rushers, Zach Harrison, Arnold McKetty, D'Angelo Malone, uh, Lorenzo Carter, Bud Dupree. And probably of these 10 guys, I would probably say Goldman's probably on the most tenuous ground. Uh, but again, assuming that he's all in on playing this year, which we've talked about a, a couple of times in recent episodes of the podcast. Um, you know, it's hard to predict another one of these defensive tackles beating him out for a roster spot. You know, if, if, if any of those guys are going to do it, maybe it's Carlos Davis, maybe it's Albert Huggins, uh, maybe it's Timmy Horn, who knows. But currently I have Carlos Davis, Joe Gaziano, and Ikin in the, in the Chukwu uh, as the three um, defensive linemen uh, on the Falcons practice squad. And 
It is notable that, again, Josh Kendall put Gaziano in the quote-unquote looks good group. Uh, he also put Timmy Horn there. Uh, and it was kind of a toss-up between Horn and, and Davis. And again, going back to that previous point I mentioned where you know there isn't that much continuity and there's a lot more turnover on the practice squad year to year, even though Timmy Horn did what wind up making the actual roster uh, going into the season. You know, I just went for a new face with Carlos Davis over Timmy Horn. But that, again, is another toss up. Pick a name out of a hat there. Uh, moving on to the, the linebackers, I have five linebackers making it Troy Anderson, Kate Nellis, Michael Walker, Tay Davis, and Nate Landman. Uh, those last two spots, again, are similarly toss ups. Uh, I went with Davis. Uh, another player that was listed by Josh Kendall as a long shot, uh, just because he seemed like a little bit more productive as a special teams player than Andre Smith in his previous stops. And Nate Landman, of course, spent half of last season on the roster. Uh, and so, you know, I figure, hey, he'll pick up where he left off and, and potentially make the roster once more. For the practice squad, I just picked Mike Jones Jr., the line, the undrafted free agent out of LSU, simply because he's a new face, right? Um, then moving on to the cornerback position, I have seven cornerbacks making it. Uh, but this is where we're getting into potentially where if we need to replace one player off the roster from this projection, you know, later this summer, this is probably where it's likely to come. Uh, and the seven corners I have making the roster are AJ Terrell, Jeff Okuda, Mike Hughes, D. Alford, Clark Phillips, uh, Darren Hall, and Trey flowers right and i feel good about those first five the last two are a little iffy on i think hall is definitely on the bubble heading into the summer similar to other 2021 draft picks like frank darby like Jalen mayfield uh as you notice i did not have at a ogan uh either on the roster or the practice squad um so i think the at a ogan experience may be over as well um and Hall is also in that mix, right? I think he's on the bubble, right? Um, now, I think for Hall, I think his best chance of making the roster is if Mike Hughes uh, wins the starting nickel cornerback job, right? Um, and if it's someone else like D'Alford, if it's someone like Clark Phillips, then Mike Hughes then becomes the top backup outside corner, and that potentially prevents someone like a, a Darren Hall from making the roster because that's kind of what Darren Hall's potential role is is going to be as for trey flowers right um i'm assuming trey flowers makes the team because i'm pegging trey flowers as the other gunner opposite Kadero hodge on the punt coverage team right but you know that's going to be a competition um you know this summer and um later this month or not, next month when we do our training camp previews our positional breakdowns we'll talk specifically about that but we'll get to special teams last that'll probably be like the week before camp uh kicks off uh next week we will be doing the offensive breakdowns at least that's my current plan unless something crazy happens but yeah i, I think right now and going back to what I said earlier with Caleb Huntley potentially be on the pup list and therefore not necessarily counting towards the roster when the season starts, if the Falcons do decide to elevate Caleb Huntley, you know, and, and he is healthy enough to practice and, and, and make the team, you know, later this summer, then it would be potentially Darren Hall. So Darren Hall to me right now is 53rd out of 53 guys on this roster. And he would be the guy that potentially would get the boot because it does seem like D Alford at least based off of the buzz coming out of OTAs, the Alfred is the front runner to win that uh, nickel cornerback job, that starting nickel cornerback job, which would then bump Mike Hughes to be the top backup uh, corner. And to me, you know, 
Darren Hall and, and Mike Hughes are kind of redundant because they're kind of the same player. They're both kind of undersized. They can play in the slot. They can play outside. But Mike Hughes is probably a better outside corner than inside corner. Darren Hall is arguably a better inside corner than outside corner. So we'll see how that all plays out this this summer. But I do have uh, Darren Hall's arch nemesis, Cornell Armstrong, making the practice squad. And then the, I had another cornerback making the, the practice squad. I just picked Cliff Chapman because he's 6'5". You know, again, picking a name out of hat, this is another position where the Falcons, we saw last year, the Falcons had carried, you know, had so had a revolving door on the practice squad at the cornerback position. We may see that again this year um, in that regard because I don't even know if Cliff Chapman's really a, a corner. He's more of a safety, but I don't know. We'll see. I, the same kind of applies to Trey Flowers as well. But speaking of safeties, four safeties making the roster. Jesse Bates, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, DeMarco Hellams. And again, Josh put Hellams on the long shot category, which I found surprising. Um, and then for the practice squad, I have Lucas Dennis, the uh, XFL uh, player that we picked up uh, at that safety position. So those are the 26 defensive players I have making the roster. Of course, the three special teams players uh, include Youngway Koo, Bradley Pinion, and Liam McCullough. Uh, so that is sort of my 53-man roster projection, and that will is where we'll leave it. I just wanted to give you guys that insight into where my head is at with the Fa Falcons and who's going to potentially make the roster because next week the plan is we will start those all offensive training camp pre previews going position by position starting on Sunday evening. If you're watching on YouTube or Monday morning, if you're listening to us on your preferred audio platform with the quarterback position, and we'll talk about, you know, Desmond Ritter and why this season in this summer is going to be so important for the future of this franchise. If Desmond Ritter can, you know, lead, uh, you know, this team to success. And so that will be in store for your next uh, Locked on Falcons episode on Sunday evening or Monday morning, whenever you choose to make it your first listen. So continue to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we're wrapping up today's episode. Again, want to give a shout out to the everydayers that will be tuning into that training camp preview uh, come Sunday or Monday, whenever they choose to do so. But we'll wrap up today's episode by hearing from probably a couple of everydayers, uh, you know, given how often Jim emails me, I, he's got to be an everydayer. Um, and, and we'll get another uh, question from Ali Khan, uh, who sent in some emails earlier this offseason as well. But the first email comes from Jim. Uh, see, he has thanks for the terrific podcast. While I am usually in step with your takes, the fact that you led the most recent podcast with why I'm not worried about Kyle Pitts tells me that you are, in fact, very worried about Kyle Pitts. I am also very worried about Kyle Pitts. My gut says one of the following scenarios have evolved over the offseason. Either the injury was, in fact, more than an MCL tear. I fear an ACL issue is involved. Uh, the Falcons not revealing the true nature of the injury would be par for the course. Uh, the other issue is he has a major setback. Uh, in his recovery again mom is the word from falcons and then he simply is unable to recover on a 
expected timeline for those who suffer knee injuries. All bodies heal on different timelines. If the Falcons replace Avery Williams on the roster with Michael Pruitt, you will have your answer on the prospects of Kyle Pitts getting back on the field. Then we can all worry together. So, uh, no, I, I'm not really that worried about it, Jim. I, you know, I know I shouldn't say this, but like sometimes, you know, during this time of year, we just don't really have that much interesting things to talk about. And I was like, oh, well, let's talk about this Kyle Pitts thing briefly. And we will brush it under the rug to stave off, you know, these conspiracy theories that you're, you're throwing out there about Kyle Pitts. Again, I, I you know, I know this is going to be a controversial statement on today's episode, but I try not to talk about things that I don't really know about. And we just simply don't know. And so for me, I'll worry about Kyle Pitts' knee if he's not practicing come training camp, right? All that to me, it's just much ado about nothing. If you want to start your KP Anon message boards and, and start your conspiracy theories about Kyle Pitts' knee being an issue, then you know, be my guest. That's just not something I'm going to uh, spend much time speculating or fear mongering about or you know theorizing about. It, again, you may be right. Again, I don't know, but uh, we won't really know have a definitive answer on Kyle Pitts's uh, knee until we get to training camp. And so, for me, as I often say on this podcast, and my new philosophy is like, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So I'll just wait and see if, if Kyle Pitts's injury knee issue is a is a significant issue that keeps him from practicing uh, at the beginning of training camp. And if the answer is yes, then then I'll worry about it. Uh, and if the answer is no, then again, it's much ado about nothing uh, in the meantime. So we'll just sort of have to see. We know that Arthur Smith, as you mentioned, um, you know, tends to be very tentative, conservative about uh, injuries. I, I remember an email you sent me two years ago, uh, Jim, about complaining about the Falcons not playing their guys in, in the preseason. And a lot of that was due to, I think, Arthur Smith being uh, worried about, you know, the lack of depth on the roster and thus, therefore, not wanting to risk guys to injuries. And so, Therefore, that's kind of that's the one thing I do know about this team rather than knowing the insights into what the Kyle Pitts medical situation is. So I just kind of assume based off of that knowledge that we do know that that's probably the situation right here that he doesn't want to necessarily risk uh, uh, an injury for a player. But maybe again, maybe Kyle Pitts isn't 100 percent. Maybe he's 92 percent. Maybe he's 98 percent. Again, I have no idea, but I'm not going to necessarily speculate on it. So I am legitimately not worried about Kyle Pitts's knee. Right? It's not something that I'm going to spend much time thinking about between now in the start of training camp until an Ian Rappaport or field Yates or, uh, you know, Adam Schefter or Arthur Smith comes out and tells me the knee is a problem. I ain't going to worry about it till then. So we'll see. Uh, so, uh, our next question, our last question comes from Ali Khan L he asked, I was able uh, to make it to the Playmakers picnic at the bins, got to watch the practice. It was quite fun. I know a couple of things that I wanted to ask your opinion on. I saw that Lorenzo Carter was working with the defensive line group and AK and D'Angelo were working out with the stand-up linebacker group. I don't know if that gives us any clues onto how they're going to be used, but I thought this was interesting. Secondly, I saw AJ Terrell match up on Scotty Miller, and I don't did not realize how fast Scotty Miller is. He burnt Terrell initially. Now a AJ was able to recover, but Scotty Miller's speed is real. Are we underestimating what he can bring to the table this season? So um, interesting tidbits there, Ali Khan. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, I've been assuming all along that, you know, Lorenzo Carter will get more op looks at the linebacker position because he's a little bit more comfortable and more experienced playing in space, while Ebiketti would be more of a true defensive end that plays on the line of scrimmage. But maybe I have that backwards, right? Um, you know, and, and maybe 
or maybe it was a situation where the Falcons are kind of alternating both of those guys to get them looks at both groups. And the day that you witnessed practice was Carter's day with the D line and AK's day with the linebackers um, and, and Malone's as well. Uh, and, and, you know, had you been able to witness the previous day or the next day, you would have seen them switch, but who knows at this point, we'll just sort of have to wait until August and September. Again, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it uh, to get the, the real answers on that. But as for Scotty Miller, yeah, Scotty Miller is fast, man. Um, is why very early in the process I was like, hey, we need to get some real speed in here. And Scotty Miller is one of the few guys uh, out there available this offseason that can bring that. Again, Ozzy and, and Demir Bird were certainly fast, but I, I think Scotty Miller has a different gear to his speed. And you can look at the 40 times that they ran at their various pro days. But I think the film kind of tells you that Scotty Miller has a legit you know, 4-3 speed, while those other guys are probably closer to 4-4 speed when it comes to how fast they play. And it's not to say that 4-4 speed is slow, uh, but 4-3 speed makes you a legit deep threat because most starting corners in the NFL run 4-4s or 4-4-5s. So it's not as if 4-4 is really challenging those guys to a major degree, but 4-3 speed does. And when we talk about deep threats, we're talking about guys that threaten the defense and change how defenses play. And I think Scotty Miller is more of that than what owes or Demir Bird were. Uh, and we talked uh, uh, in an earlier episode this offseason about how at the wide receiver position, uh, probably one of the 15 different episodes where we talked about, you know, the Falcons wide receiver uh, group when we talked about Hunter Renfro and Corey Davis. Um, we talked about how, to me, Scotty Miller's more the X factor for this wide receiver group than Mac Hollins is. And, you know, we kind of know what Mac Hollins is. He's kind of basically what Muhammad Sanu was for the Falcons. And that's perfectly fine. That's a very valuable role player, but you know, I think Scotty Miller has a chance to be basically our Taylor Gabriel. And I know this is still a controversial subject because I, I still hear from Falcon fans that still get this wrong. Uh, you know, the Sanu stance in the fan base, but you know, not to say that it was all, uh, Taylor Gabriel as the reason why the Falcons were a Super Bowl team, but it was really Turbo's ability to be that dynamic playmaker, especially in the second half of that 2016 season, that to me was a big factor in why the Falcons went from a also ran 500 team at the midpoint of the season to what was ultimately a Super Bowl contender in a team that should have won that Super Bowl. And again, not saying that he's solely responsible to that, uh, but when we talk about explosiveness on this podcast, as we often do, as a thing that can raise the ceiling of your offense, that to me is what Taylor Gabriel brought to the offense. That's why the 2016 offense with guys like Taylor Gabriel and Algic Robinson, those explosive playmakers, it was so much better than the 2017 offense when it when you didn't have Taylor Gabriel, you know, being a part of the offense. You lost Algic Robinson uh to the offense. And then in 2018, the offense was much better than it was in 2017 because you added that explosive playmaker in Calvin Ridley. And so to me, Scotty Miller has a chance to be that type of uh, player for this Falcons offense this upcoming season. Miller not only has the ability to be a vertical threat uh, and be a better vertical threat than what we've had in recent years, uh, he also uh, has the ability to be a slot receiver, an outside receiver. He has the ability to be, you know, Arthur Smith can be very creative with how he utilizes Scotty Miller in this offense because he can run him on jet sweeps, into rounds, reverses, right? There's a chance that he could be a return specialist, all that and more. Meanwhile, no, again, no offense to Matt Collins, perfectly solid player. I know he, <laughs> I know you guys think I hate Matt Collins because of so much how often I talk about, you know, Corey Davis and, and Hunter Renfro on this podcast and now spinning, you know, waxing poetic about Scotty Miller. Hey, he's fine. Matt Collins is perfectly fine, right? I'm a, I'm a fan of Matt Collins. I just, to me, 
again, as longtime listeners, everydayers know that, you know, I was not necessarily the world's biggest fan of Muhammad Sanu, not because I had any personal beef with Muhammad Sanu, but that type of receiver, that type of possession receiver to me just doesn't really move the needle a whole lot to me, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, you know, g- give me a guy that can run a, a full route tree, you know, like uh, it is what it is, but uh <laughs> I don't, I promise you, I don't hate Mac Hollins. That's, that's what I'm trying to say here, but the more I talk about it, the more it's going to sound like I hate Mac Hollins. But I think Scotty Miller has the chance to, to be much more creative. Mac Hollins runs like four routes, right? Just like Muhammad Sanu, he runs four routes. He's very good at those four routes, and that's fine. And, and Arthur Smith's offense will definitely utilize those four routes to a high degree. Uh, and so Mac Hollins may wind up being, you know, very productive in this offense. But in terms of like, the, the full, you know, getting the full potential of this offense. If the Falcons can truly unlock Scotty Miller to be, you know, kind of what Alameda Zacchaeus was last year, plus with the verticality, with the playmaking ability, with the creativity, with, you know, lining up in the backfield, running those jet sweeps, all that and more, I do think that potentially gives you a lot more uh, in terms of the potential of this offense, in addition to what Matt Collins is bringing, right? Not instead of what Matt Collins, just on top of that, right? And that's going to be a potential difference. So I agree with you. You know, we may be underestimating Scotty Miller. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, hey, Scotty Miller is going to be this dominant, disruptive, uh, dynamic playmaker. He's going to be the new Taylor Gabriel. He may be. He has the potential, right? That's the point I'm trying to make. But we'll just sort of have to see if he can live up to that. And if he does live up to that, as well as Matt Collins delivers on his potential this summer, then, hey, we won't be talking about Corey Davis come September, right? We won't be talking about Hunter Renfro or the Falcons uh, adding that receiver, right? So we'll just sort of have to see how that all plays out, guys. But that is going to do it for us here on today's Locked on Falcons. I hope you guys uh, you know, have a great weekend. We'll start our training camp previews, as I said, uh, starting with the quarterback position probably on Sunday night. And we'll run through that. We got some great stuff in store for you. Uh, beginning in july 4th of july holiday as we kind of you know reset and, and get geared up for training camp and all that stuff uh but that is the plan for us so continue to make locked on falcons your first listen and of course make sure you check out locked on nfl for your second listen it's all part of the locked on podcast network your team every day is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.